0: Raiders family, Berkey here and welcome to my first post-match review of 2020 after our fantastic 24-6 win over the Titans on Friday night. Um, look, for most I think Canberra Raiders purists uh, and educated Canberra Raiders supporters, which we are, I'd have, you'd have to feel that I think majority of us would be quite comfortable with that victory. First game uh, of the year, uh, second game after a trial, uh, I thought we played as well as probably we would be expected to play at this part of our season. Who knows what this weekend or after this weekend is going to bring. That's still up in the air. But I think that Victory Friday night, a really nice, solid start to start our quest for 2020 Premiership glory, um, if we can get that far without any interruptions. So, look, I'm very happy, very comfortable with the output of the side. There's a few things I'll cover in the top 10, which we have to work on. um, But all in all, really, really happy with uh, with that result. So, look, I want to start with the top 10. And if you thought... I would have ever started with Emre Gula as number one. Uh, I'm not too sure, but I thought Emre was enormous for us on Friday. Most sides in this competition with their probably second or third tier players, those in either the, their, their middle 10 or their bottom 10, remember most sides have a squad of 30. Um, you know, from our perspective, our, our superstar players are Hodson, Bateman, Whitehead, Papali, um, uh, White. Uh, Uh, Whitehead, I think I said Whitehead. Those guys are our our, our elite type of players in our side. Then we scroll down to the next tier, you you know, um, uh, Jared, Nick, um, George Williams, Tapani, those types of guys are in our sort of second tier 10. Then we've got our third 10. So most sides love when that second or third tier of players start to come through. Last year we had Corey Horsburgh, this year... Well, after that first game, we've got Emre Gula. That sits really well with clubs trying to develop that next rung of players to come through, where week in, week out, they're being picked on their consistency, their performance, they bind to the team values and the gameplay. I thought Emre's game on Friday night just reeked of class. He had a great back end of 2019. His trial form was also very good against the Bulldogs. What Emre has really, really well developed is he's got great core strength from, you know, obviously his belly button down to his knees where he can really drive his hips and his legs. Most importantly, the way he runs, he always lands on his chest. So what that helps, he gets off, he gets up and plays the ball a lot quicker, which gives Hodjo and whoever the dummy half is at that point, a lot more time and space to hit a running George Williams or a running Jack White and because we've we've won that ruck area also you know it's an embrace ball plane to give Elliot Whitehead that try was stuff we haven't seen from Emre before. So This is a really good sign, guys. We've now got two forwards in Corey and, and, and Emre who are really starting to come through. They're probably gonna be picked week in, week out now in the top 17 if their form's good and they're not injured. And that all goes really well for um, the consistency of our play uh, as well as you know having a really solid forward pack of guys that know each other's play in tight situations. So Emray had a fantastic game. Which leads me to Corey Horsburgh as number two. Now, a great smoke screen from Ricky. No way known that he is a an edge player, Corey. He's a middle player every day of the week. His rucks on the weekend were fantastic. I loved the way how he angled back into the ruck a lot more instead of just running straight and getting belted. He was actually trying to move the defenders to him. When you do that, you very rarely get hit or belted uh, big time because the players are trying to get you from side on not front on and if you're making their move or you get a little step and with his size he's able to draw in three or four players as well which is awesome. He's uh, tapped back for the Jack White and tried those sorts of things he has the confidence now to do he's been playing with these players, they're giving him the authority. Ricky's giving him the free reign to play his normal game, and those things can only help us get better. So Corey's game once again on the weekend, I thought was fantastic. I don't think he made an error. Um, his defense was really, really good. Uh, and just his presence around that ruck really helped us solidify that middle against the Titans. I've gone for George Williams at number three. Once again, I thought it was a very, very solid hit out. Probably should have passed to Elliot Whitehead for our th- fourth try probably when we were 80 0 up. Just a bit of inexperience around um, how good some of the defenders are in the NRL. Probably in England nine times out of 10 he scores that try. Uh, different kettle of fish here. He'll learn from that, it didn't cost us the game. It's just something he can put in his little black book uh, to draw and pass if the if it's a 50-50, if he'll make it himself, hit that support player. I thought his kicking game was great and I thought his defensive play on, a, on Kevin Proctor was outstanding. Proctor's an international, and he runs some really good lines. Williams was picking him up and driving with his legs. I don't think he missed a tackle. George Williams, maybe one, uh, but his defence, when needed on that edge, which I thought where the Titans would play, was our was our right edge defence. We're a little bit inexperienced there, but I thought George Williams' first game in NRL was fantastic. Much more to look forward to in 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 the lime green jersey from him. Bailey Simonson I've gone for number four. It just frustrates me a little bit sometimes and I think Bailey's a great talent developing. I just wish when he takes that first ruck up off the off the ruck or out of dummy half that he can use his speed to get a bit wider. The way I see it, he's getting too easily caught by the marker when he takes off. That's not a good thing. It means the marker's not having to move too much. If he only moves a metre either side and Bailey's getting tackled, what that also helps is their defensive line has more time to settle because we haven't made any yardage. I'd like to see Bailey sweep a little bit wider with his speed. Um, If he's in dummy half to scoot like Nick does, Nick does sideways and then straightens. Bailey seems to be picking up and running to a 45-degree angle. Easier for markers to hit you in defence in, which means that we've wasted a tackle, we haven't gained much yardage on the first or second, uh, and their defensive line has more time to set, get everything in order and get their line straight. So I'd just like to see Bailey just spread his wings a little bit more, try and hit those fringe defenders out of dummy half and make the defensive line a little bit uncertain about what their structure looks like. Jack Whiten, number five, fantastic game from Jack. He just looks big. You can tell Nash is playing with a confidence and an awe that he owns the field. So when players feel like they own the field, that just sucks. A lot of good momentum with the rest of the side and just to carry forward. You know, the great players do it. Hodzo, um, uh, Tedesco, all those types of players feel like they own the field. Uh, and that's just, it's, it's not a—it's not egotistical. It's just an aura now that players, when they're confident in their own skin, um, they then start to play with that type of feel. And that's got to be good for our, us, the way that Jack's playing at the moment. Off-front for Havili at number six. I like this guy as a plan B, just to take some pressure off Hodjo. You may have noticed on the weekend when Havili came on, he was playing dummy half or first off the ruck and just playing a simple game plan, straight down the middle. No flair. Um, so I like the plan B of him being on the bench. That if we need more direct runs or we need to play simple, then he's going to be our go-to just to get us on the on the on the on the forward momentum. Harvey really Jones on the weekend was carrying two or three or four Titans players every time he got the ball. That's a great thing. It just gives everyone a chance to settle and make sure that we get our structures correct. We're working out where we've got to kick to, and it just gives us some really good field position. So I'm really happy with that. Havili um, as that option as a plan B just to come on and settle things down if we're losing our way a little bit and number seven I have gone for the 30 minute let's be honest from probably the 20 25 minute mark in that first half to 15 20 minutes in the second half we were quite ordinary let's be honest once again first game uh, probably a little fitness fatigue we made some errors which means we gave the Titans the ball either inside our half or close to our half so we're doing a lot more lot more tackling on our line, um, which takes a lot out of you. And once, you're, once fatigue sets in, your mind starts to wander and that's when you can really make some serious mistakes. Thankfully, it didn't catch us up on the scoreboard. So we had that 30 minute low. We've now just got to work ways where either if we don't go into it, or if we do go into it, uh, how we get out of it, who's gonna get us out of it, what game plan do we have to get out of it? Because it was quite noticeable on the weekend, we certainly start to fall off tackles, the Titans will make an easy ruck straight down the middle, we're just a little bit loose with um, our defensive line. It's gonna be a tweak here and there, once again, fitness is gonna help, uh, where your mind's more alert, but if we do go into that rut, uh, hopefully not for 30 minutes, maybe 10, 15 minutes, through a game, that someone or a game or a a call is gonna help us reevaluate and and reprocess what we have to do. Number eight, I've gone for Curtis Scott. I thought Curtis had a really good game. Um, I don't think he made any mistakes. His defensive reads were really good. He was strong in those rucks. He had those lay-lure type of runs that we really need, those gritty, crappy runs coming out from the 25 where their defensive line's set and they just try and smash you into a corner. So Curtis Scott had some really nice things on the weekend. He's quick run out of dummy half to put George Williams nearly in for his first try with his right footstep and the offload was was blue ribbon. So all those types of little things, those little one percenters were first class. He'll only get better. I hope the season can go long enough so we can see what he can bring to that right edge with his attack. Especially, his defence was rock solid. He was very sound. He and Nick and Elliot and him and Nick and um, and uh, and and Tapani kept that right edge really tight and really straight, which was awesome. Which is what we needed. The Gold Coast tried to hit it a few times without luck. As I said, George Williams really had Proctor's measure all day, and that just helped those outside guys by not having to make panic decisions because of an overlap or a missed tackle. Simplicity at number nine, I'll I'll sort of backfill with the 30 minute lull. When we get in those situations and at the back end of the second half when we're in front, 18-6, 24-6, we went just to plain simple football. We kicked to the corners, we completed our sets, we've won the ruck. Um, They're things that you don't train, it's more attitude. Uh, just to make sure you're buying in to what the team's looking for. So if we, just kick, if we just look for simplicity in our game, rugby league's a simple game played by simple men. So we don't have to over-exemplify fancy plays. Simple things obviously get you from A to B a lot quicker. We just gotta to learn to do that in some situations. If it's not working, we ruck four, kick for the corner. We ruck four, kick for the corner. So it's not, as I said, it's a very simple situation, but it just gives you a chance to get some breath and just re-establish what the next stage of our game's going to be. And number 10, I've gone for kicking options. Like Jack, Hodjo's kicks out of dummy half on the weekend were fantastic. A number of times he found space early in the game. The coast were looking for Jack or George William either side of the ruck to kick. But Hodjo's kicking going out of dummy half, I think will will play a massive impact for us this year. Having three kickers, a left-footer with Jack on the left edge, a right-footer, on the right edge with George Williams where Aiden used to be a left footer. Having a right footer there is brilliant and then Hodjo just scheming out at the half looking for a 40-20 or a 20-40 just gives us so much more options which defensive lines find it hard to to basically combat as I don't know who to chase, who not to chase if the kick's coming. So having three top notch kickers um, really puts us in that top 5% of the competition of sides that do have it and there aren't many. So, Raiders fans, that's it for my top ten this week. Um, Hope you enjoyed it. I will obviously be back this week for the Warriors, hopefully with more to come. We just don't know. Uh, Look, I always love your support. Uh, like my Facebook page, click over to YouTube, like my Berkey's Top 10 YouTube. You can catch me on Twitter, guys, with any questions or queries. I love the feedback, whether good or bad. You just wanna have a chat about anything about Raiders. Always happy to accommodate any good, healthy conversations. Whether you disagree with something I've put here, let me know. Happy to have a chat about further and, 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 um, and just give my opinions on anything that's on your mind. So Raiders fans, that's it for this week's Top 10. As always, this is Berkey, Bleed Green out.